0: You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And with the San Antonio Spurs and Miami Heat, Set the to tangle tomorrow, well, tonight actually, in Miami. I figure we do something different and put in the spotlight Lamarcus Aldridge before we dive into tonight's contest. Uh, you know, you figure Lamarcus Aldridge, what's there to complain about? He's putting up good numbers, he's putting up good rebounding numbers as well. What's the issue? Well, apparently the issue is his mid range jumper. So we're going to talk about that. And then, as mentioned later on in the show, a Miami Spurs uh, preview. Uh, so to do that, I am once again joined by my colleague at News 4 San Antonio, Jim Lefko. Jim, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, and they're on the road, unlike an article you caught yesterday for me when I was, for some reason I had them stuck in my mind that Spurs are playing at home versus Miami. Thank you for that.
1: Well, every writer needs an editor, right? I'm happy <laughs> to help you out there.
0: Yeah. For those of y'all tuning in right now, um, I had a little uh, whoopsie-daisy. I had it stuck in my mind, I guess maybe because I had seen them, Jim, playing at home a couple times back-to-back and – You know, it doesn't hurt to have fans cheer on the Spurs one more time in San Antonio. But uh, speaking of the fans and the Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, there's one thing that's been on the lips of fans and maybe on the minds of sports critics and analysts like you and me, and that's LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, to start the season, he was going to be paired up with DeMar DeRozan. Obviously, he has been. They've been tearing it up together. That mid-range game was supposed to be... Solid and hot, but Lamarcus has been kind of iffy uh, from his uh, patented mid-range jumper. Uh, Jim, let's just dive into this. Is this an issue? And I will we'll get into the numbers, but your general thoughts?
1: Well, it's not an issue for Demar Derozan. He's, <laughs> he's in about uh, he's in about fifty-one percent on his mid-range jumpers. Uh, Aldridge about thirty-five percent, and uh, that is a concern. Uh, this is a guy who consistently uh you know is in the upper forties uh, when it comes to shooting percentage, even uh topping the fifty percent mark overall and uh yeah but uh the numbers have not been good uh broke him down a little bit he's doing fine inside of five feet, shooting about sixty five percent but you get him uh from uh five to nineteen feet, and those numbers just drop dramatically you know thirty six percent from five to nine feet twenty five percent from ten to fourteen feet, and uh twenty eight percent from fifteen to nineteen feet. Um, I think it's a comfort thing. Uh, As good as DeRozan has been passing and setting uh, Aldridge up, uh, along with Brent Forbes, uh, the consistency has not been there. But uh, the positive for Spurs fans is is Aldridge is finding other ways to score. Uh, He's going to the basket. He's rebounding off the offensive boards aggressively. Uh, As you mentioned, his rebounding numbers are strong, about nine a game. Mm -hmm. uh, And he's still scoring about 20 points a game. So Mm -hmm. when that mid-range touch comes back, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that scoring average uh, go up two or three points a game. Um, but, yeah, shooters go through streaks, and uh, his mid-range game, uh, the shooting has not been there uh, really most of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, you also look at his three-point shot. He never was really known for a three-point shooting big man, but that was something he looked at and focused on in the offseason. He hopefully admitted it. So far, he's uh, taken five. He hasn't made one at all. Um, again, do you think this is a byproduct of just simply having DeMar in the rotation? Um, simply maybe you know maybe he'll be the first option for that shot over Lamarcus Aldridge right now, and the fact that he's playing the five spots.
1: could be uh, he's shooting over taller guys. But uh, you know usually when uh, he shoots at the top of his jump, uh, that shot's nice and sweet. And uh, you know my recollection, anecdotally, is he's missing a lot of wide open shots. Uh, he'll be there up around uh, you know a little above the free throw line with nobody within five feet and uh, and still miss. Um, I, I think you have to look at the body of work. Uh, this is a, a career. Uh, excellent shooter for mid-range, and uh, while nine games is not a small sample size, uh, you know you got to about seventy what three left. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that he'll revert to form and he'll start picking up a little bit from those uh, those mid-range jumpers and, and find his sweet spots. Um, because I think, again, he, he's got a lot better passer um, in, the, in DeMar Rosen than he had when he was playing with Kawhi uh, two years ago and, and for those nine games last year. So those are your two uh, you know, focal points, and I think uh, DeMar's been hot, and uh, Aldridge has been putting points on the board. He just hasn't been hitting that trademark uh, mid-range jumper. And huh. I know he's taken it a lot in practice, and uh, I really expect it to come around, maybe even tonight uh, in Miami.
0: How dare you bring up Kawhi's name on this show, Jim? <laughs> I have to do it every time. Yeah, get, I know. it get a rise out of you. But, uh,
1: uh, you know, he's having a good season, too. But uh, yeah, I know yes. the focus is going to stay on the Spurs. But, yeah. uh, you know, the comparison is always going to be there because uh, how Aldridge operates, uh, that was a big issue here. Yeah. And, you remember there was a lot of consternation as to whether he would find his groove. And, really, we never saw the two, uh, Aldridge and Leonard, excel together on a consistent basis. But I think so far we've seen that DeRozan and Aldridge can coexist uh, and excel. And, again, I, I don't put too much stock in, in, in a slower start from the field when he's still producing uh, points. Uh, he's hitting from the line. He's finding mm-hmm. uh, offensive rebounds and putbacks. Uh, so uh, he just needs to shoot more from inside of five feet, I guess, <laughs> since he's hitting over 60% uh, you know, close to the basket.
0: Well, if there is any good news uh, in this department for LaMarcus is that you the numbers are starting to show that he's finding a little bit of a groove now. You take the last three games, Jim. Uh, uh, at the rim, he's now at seventy-five percent, and uh, from ten to fourteen feet, he is now at forty percent. I get it; it's just three games, but it's still something to at least put put, put, a, put a you know a little note on or a little star on uh, as uh, the season. Uh, Wines uh, keeps on going. And and I bring it up, too, because it could be the start of something good because if he can get his mid-range down and that shot back to what everybody's used to seeing it, plus DeMar obviously is tearing up the, the mid-range game as he usually does, that can make for, one, deadly and pretty much present any type of a, a headache to opposing teams, Jim.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Players are creatures of habit. And, then, you know, they've been shaking up that lineup a little bit. Uh, you know, Gakup Pirtle started the first two or three games, uh, sending Aldridge to the power forward spot. They've switched. They put Cunningham in the starting lineup, yeah. uh, which means Aldridge swings over to that five spot, as you mentioned. And uh, you know, you just need to get comfortable. I don't think it necessarily affects uh, where he's going to be on the court because we know where he likes the ball. Mm-hmm. But it does affect who he's playing with. And uh, again, the Spurs are six and three, and he's scoring twenty points a game. So um, you know, this is a, a start to the season he's not particularly thrilled about, I'm sure. But the, the end result is he's playing pretty well, and the team's playing pretty well. So uh, that's where I stand on the issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, this like why are we complaining <laughs> he's putting up good numbers you, you mentioned the, a few of the numbers the nine rebounds 20 points per game 35 minutes uh he's shooting 45 percent um so yeah i mean i i guess uh, losing that aspect at least to start the season of uh, from lamarcus and him being able to knock down that range shot uh, maybe could have been the difference in one of those uh, three losses uh for san antonio maybe you don't lump in the magic game because everybody was just off their game. But uh, nevertheless, you know, this has been a concern and has been brought up by Spurs fans, listeners. Uh, You go across social media, you know, fans are pointing that out. And you sit back and you look, okay, but he's still doing really well. Uh, Jim, when you look at LaMarcus Aldridge, and so far we've had, at least right now, nine games under the belt, have you seen that any effect on him? With Demar Derozan back in, uh, I'm sorry, in San Antonio and playing alongside him. Remember that reputation he had in Portland. I can't get along with uh, Lillard. Uh, I'm the big man. There's there's no uh, room for two quality stars in Portland. I got to get out. You know, he had that reputation coming into San Antonio. I don't see it so far between him and Demar.
1: No, I think uh, the fact that Aldridge is established, uh, he's what the second most tendered spur. Uh, mm-hmm. You know that that behind Patty Mills. Uh, that gives you a certain kind of standing. He's coming off an, an all-star season uh, after a little bit of turbulence in the summer before. So I think this was his team. And I think uh, what he n- needed to do was uh, share that mantle with DeMar DeRozan. He's done it. Uh, DeRozan has assumed uh, scoring leaders uh, leadership uh, you know, leading the team in point production. Uh, he's the guy that's going to take the big shot at the end of the game uh, to win or lose. So I think Aldridge has is, is deferred as much as he needed to. And I think the two are coexisting quite well. Again, it's always... Easier to do that kind of thing when you get off to a nice start like yeah. they have. You know, six and three tends to lead to a lot more, uh, you know, collegiality than the three and six might have. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's going to be some adversity, you know, at some point in the season. And, you know, for Spurs fans, every time they lose, that's the adversity, but uh, there'll be a, a losing streak here or there. And uh, we'll see if, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, collegiality can continue when uh, things are when shots aren't falling and, and they're losing to teams that maybe they don't think they should. But so far, so good. Uh, I see no problems with, uh, with the two leading scores uh, coexisting, and it seems to be a very harmonious clubhouse, and I don't know that we could have said that last year because of the, the aura of the man yep. who shall not be named um, cast uh, across the locker room, and it, it was kind of polarizing. Whereas this year, uh, I think it's Kumbaya in there. Uh, they all seem to be getting along, and uh, they're playing really good basketball, and they, they look like a team, uh, which was surprising to me. I didn't think this soon in the season it would be as cohesive uh, as it has, has appeared in most of the games they've played so
0: far yeah and uh, speaking of uh, the Spurs playing really well right now uh, please go out to the Spurs zone you can find that news for San Antonio on Fox 29 sanantonio.com Jim wrote an excellent article about the Spurs start uh, at the must read go check it out at the Spurs zone Um, yeah so look I'm looking at the situation as it's only going to improve Lamarck is going to find his groove Uh, in the last three games he's been showing uh, some marked improvement I hope it just gets better, and if it gets to that point where he's knocking down his mid range Demar is knocking down his mid range you got Brent Forbes who's averaging a little over twelve points per game in the starting role, knocking down his shot. my goodness jim this that one little extra push that one little extra factor once lamar get um, uh Lamarcus gets going, I mean that could push the spurs probably a little. A little bit more into the upper four or five slots in the Western Conference gym.
1: Sure. And once that uh you know, I hate to just, you know,
0: bore yeah. listeners
1: with uh, with statistics, but the you know, outdoors three and a half at this per game. And that's impressive. Uh, he's number two on the team, and I know you know they've had issues at point guard, but you know DeRozan, I think we'd all agree, is astounding. You know, almost oh seven God, yeah. the game. But uh, there's Aldridge, you know, almost half as many as DeRozan. And uh, when you think about it, that's a lot for a guy who doesn't touch the ball nearly as much as uh, the guys in the backcourt do. So that's impressive. And uh, you know, I think if that can continue, I- I'm not sure that's how you would draw it up. You know, where your best big man is your second best passer. But uh, the-, the irony is. Uh, uh, Pal Gasol's right up there too, at three and a half, three point three a game. So really two of your three top assist guys are, uh, guys who are, you know, seven footers or thereabouts. So, uh, it's interesting the way the ball moves on that, uh, on the perimeter when it, you know, goes around. And it's also interesting, uh, what happens when it goes down low to Aldridge. So, uh, that's an impressive statistic. So I, if I was a Spurs fan, I think I'd uh, be excited about that, that uh, the ball is moving the way that it is. And, uh, Aldridge is not a black hole. It doesn't mm-hmm. go into him and, and like a Carmelo Anthony where it just, you know, goes there and it never comes back out. <laughs> He either either shoots quickly or passes out of a double team or finds a cutter. And that's been fun to see. Uh, I really enjoyed that aspect of his game.
0: Yeah, it's uh, so far so good for San Antonio to start the season. LaMarcus Aldridge is bringing up good numbers. Needs a little room for improvement. We talked about that. Hopefully it'll get there, and it looks like it's starting to get into that position, which is going to make the Spurs much deadlier as the season moves on. Uh, Jim and I, we're going to take our first break. When we get back, we're going to dive into tonight's game, Spurs at the Heat. So hang on tight. Okay, we are back, and I am joined by Jim Lefko of News Force San Antonio. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Jim Lefko. Uh, Jim, I was a little upset in the first segment. You did not bring up the man, the legend, Yaka Uh
1: you know, <laughs> <don't>, among. The- <laughs> Because you're the leader of the oh, Raptors' right. fan club, so <laughs> I, I leave that to you. I do like the way he played last game, though. Yeah, you, the tenacity on the offensive board. So I'm excited to see his development.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. And uh, but hopefully uh, things are going to get better for uh, the big man uh, as the season moves on. But that, speaking of the season moving on, Spurs are going to take a trip to Miami to face the Heat for the first time. Um, Spurs coming off a uh, rather um, Hmm. Head scratcher loss to the Orlando Magic at home of all places. I think mean, it was like 117-110. Uh, when it wasn't their game, uh, Jim, you know, what do you chop that loss up to? Just one of those games or does something stand out to you that maybe Orlando did that could be concerning? Yeah.
1: I, I, you look at the way Orlando was shooting the first three quarters. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think they would have beat anybody. I believe they have a road win at Boston uh, this mm-hmm. year as well. So this is a sub 500 team that's knocked off uh, Celtics and the Spurs. Um, you know, it's still early. Uh, they played well. The Spurs didn't. Second night of a back to back. Got an older team that uh, you know has something to watch because they have three more back to backs this month. Um, and it's not a good sign when you lose, uh, you know, uh, the second end of it, uh, especially at home. Mm-hmm. Three upcoming back-to-backs all involve travel, so mm-hmm. we'll keep an eye on that. But no, I think Orlando just was one of those nights for them, and I was actually very impressed with the way the Spurs came back. Yeah, uh, you know, midway through the garbage time of the fourth quarter, I didn't think we'd see Aldridge and DeRozan again, and Popovich went to the starters. They made a nice run, got it down to five or six, and had it not been for a little touch foul on Patty Mills uh, in a key position, uh, the Spurs might have really made it interesting. Uh, as it was, uh, they kept people in their seats. So there's no such thing as a positive loss, but I think the uh, the spirit they showed in that fourth quarter, uh, I was impressed with. Uh, it, was, it was a nice scene, sign yeah. to see in an otherwise lackluster game.
0: Yeah, there is no um, good loss, I guess, but this could be close to it, a good loss and showing that grit, that tenacity, that never give. Up mentality, and the Spurs definitely showed that in uh, the AT&T Center and the loss to Orlando. But as far as the uh, uh, opponents tonight, uh, Miami, it's two and two at home, they're averaging about 113 uh, points per game. Wow, I mean that's like common now it's for readers read those stats. A pedestrian 113, gym in today's NBA <laughs> story. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Miami does kind of clamp down at, uh, on the defensive end, um, holding teams to about 108 uh, a game in their gym. Um, you know, you look at this game, Jim, what's it going to take for the Spurs to get this W? Well, you know,
1: traditionally the Spurs have been a good road team. Uh, they didn't end last season that way, <clears throat> but uh, they've already shown this year they, they aren't afraid of uh, playing on the road and winning on the road. Miami is a, you know, mid-level Eastern Conference team, you know, a playoff team last year and, and likely a bottom of the conference playoff team again this year. They've got some talent. Um, you know, Dwayne Wade is back there again and then putting up some decent numbers. Uh, so his career winds down, so he's always fun to watch. Uh, Josh Richardson leads him in scoring and uh, Goran Dragic, you know, a veteran, uh, so that backcourt's uh, pretty strong. Uh, between Richardson, uh, Dragic, and, and Wade. They still have Whiteside, you know, cleaning up. He's, mm-hmm. he's been digged up a little bit. Uh, I understand he's got a knee and he's questionable, uh, although he did pass an MRI. Uh, it's a solid starting lineup, decent off the bench, but uh, this is one of those teams that, you know, you have the Spurs, certainly on paper, you match up well with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play your game. You don't let the uh, the environment uh, affect you and uh, try and throttle them down a little bit on defense. You know, again, we we talked about it before. If they can hold teams closer to that 100 mark and even under 110, um, you know, that gives them a chance because the Spurs are going to put up points. This is a good offensive team, and it's really whatever kind of defensive intensity they bring to the uh, to the ballgame is probably what's going to dictate the outcome.
0: You mentioned uh, the Spurs and their offense. Um, in three road games this season, San Antonio is averaging close to 124 points per game on the road. Um, but I'm more interested in what's been happening to them in the defensive end in the uh, last uh, five games. Uh, Eight point four steals for San Antonio and four point four blocks, I think that's what the Spurs are going to definitely need tonight in miami gym
1: well you know steals are one of those statistics that I think Spurs fans took for granted the last you know half dozen years because of mm-hmm. the man who shan't be named yes uh and Danny Green was good at it too, so we're not we don't have a, a you know fans don't have somebody to watch to see you know to get four or five steals a game. Um it's one of those things that really can turn games around because not only, you know, denying the opposition, but you're also typically getting a fast break. And this is not a team that's going to steal the ball a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they got two or three guys. DeRozan's decent. Um, Rudy Gay's come up with a few steals this year. And Bryn Forbes. Now, those are the three guys that are averaging over a steal a game. Um, you know, it, it's one of those facets that uh, when you play good defense, you're going to block shots and you're going to steal the ball. And they're also not a big shot-blocking team right now. So, you know, between Alders and Gasol, those are the only two that are are averaging a block a game. Mm -hmm. Those are two statistics that that do bear watching, but maybe a more important one is turnovers force. And uh, Mm -hmm. traditionally, the Spurs are a good defensive team, uh, you know, in terms of forcing turnovers. So if they're not going to get steals, if they're not going to block shots, uh boy, trying to play 24 seconds of defense mm-hmm. in this modern NBA is hard to do. But yeah. there is talent on the defensive end. There just has to be uh, the intensity from start to finish. Um, and I think in this game, especially on the road, you don't want to get down early. Uh, let a team think it's going to you know, have its way with you. So I think they're going to come out with defensive intensity. They've had a couple days off after playing that back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had played a couple really nice defensive games before they lost to Orlando. So we'll see what the, the real defense is. But I, I would expect a little better effort uh, than they showed against Orlando.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the way they lost to Orlando left a sour taste in their mouth. And I think heading into uh, tonight's contest versus Miami, uh, the Spurs going to want to shake that off and uh, get back um, on track coming off that recent four game winning streak. But, you know, Miami's also coming off a, a big win in overtime in Detroit over. Uh, Pistons teams have been playing great to start the season. You
1: know, Jim, that's one thing I had
0: to look at at Miami. I'm saying, you know, they're riding high right now. Their confidence is good. And a solid win over the Pistons. They want to carry that into tonight's contest, Jim.
1: They like to shoot the three ball, too. Mm-hmm. That was something that perplexed the Spurs against Orlando. Uh, Orlando was hitting, you know, contested threes. They were hitting wide open threes. And this is a team in Miami that shoots about 34 threes a game, uh, about 10 more a game than the Spurs do. Although, pretty much every team in the NBA <laughs> shoots about 10 more or 20 more a game than the Spurs do. But that's something to watch. Uh, you know, Richardson's good from the three point line. Drogic is good from out there. Uh, Wade will shoot from out there. So, you know, they got some gunners. And uh, mm-hmm. that stretches the defense. And uh, the Spurs have really not shown, uh, you know, that they're really great at defending the three. And you know, this is the team that uh, can eat you up from out there. So uh, it stretches your defense to go out and play, play on the arc. But uh, today's NBA, you You got to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the aspects of, uh, of team defense that uh, the Spurs have to work on. You know, getting out to their perimeter and, and closing, and not having go, guys go right by you uh, in for layups and dunks. Because you know, as we said, the Spurs don't have a great rim protector. Uh, you know, Aldridge is, is probably the only guy back there that's going to block shots at the rim, and, and he's not going to lead the NBA in that category. So uh, it's a challenge. And, and athletically, uh, the Spurs have the players that should be able to you know, play a lot better defense than they've shown.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, game tonight in Miami. But well, Jim and I were going to Take our last break, and then when we get back, we're gonna put it out there. We're gonna predict who's gonna get the W later tonight. Okay, we are back, and I am again uh, joined by Jim Lefko at News Force San Antonio. Jim, I know the next time you go to the at and t Center, you're gonna try that bubble talk, aren't you? <laughs>
1: I think I would have had about five pounds in my waistline, <laughs> but uh, it looks pretty good. The story you wrote about it uh, made me lick my lips a little bit. Uh,
0: I just looked at the picture and I gained ten pounds.
1: I, <laughs> for those of y'all that are
0: listening, listen in right now. Uh, I don't know what in the world Jim and I are talking about. Uh, in a nutshell, the Spurs slash Aramark, um, the team that supplies—I'm sorry, the company that supplies the uh, food at the game—recently uh, introduced a bubble taco. Just. Just put it this way, you, like I just said right now, you're gonna you're gonna gain weight just by looking at it, and it is that decadent, uh, and uh, it's at the Spurs Zone, so make sure you go check it out and look for yourself. And uh, Jim, I gotta uh, be honest with you, next time I'm the AT and T's, I might have to try it.
1: Well, the word gluttony <laughs> comes to mind, but uh, yeah. maybe it's something best shared exactly. <laughs> with
0: a couple friends. Exactly, yeah. So please go out to the Spurs Zone to uh, check that out. Uh, it's a fun little post, and um, you know Spurs fans uh, love that kind of stuff. So it's right there for y'all to go eat it up. See how I did there, Jim? See, see yeah, how I did you that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and uh, give our predictions. Spurs at heat. What are you feeling, Jim? How do you see it going down?
1: Well, you know, we we talked a lot about Aldridge earlier in the, the podcast, and uh, he's going to be matched up most likely against Whiteside, uh, assuming Whiteside's healthy enough to play. And we were talking before about block shots. Whiteside gets almost mm-hmm. three a game, um, so we'll see. You know, it might be a tough guy for Aldridge to uh, come out of his shooting quasi slump against, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lamarcus has shown he can get his shot off against anybody. So maybe it'll be a good matchup, and uh, he'll have to be on form. And uh, I think as as that one goes, maybe so goes the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I never. Unless it's a, a real matchup on paper that the Spurs can't handle, I, I usually would not pick against them, because historically this is a you know 50-plus win team, and these are the kind of road games that, uh, in theory, they should get. So I'm going to go with the, the Spurs in a tight one. I think this one could go right down the wire, but uh, maybe we'll get a little DeMar DeRozan uh, late second heroics and uh, give them a two-point victory.
0: Uh, I'm glad you brought up Miami and their block shots. Uh, at least at, at this time of um, this show, uh, Miami is ranked third in the NBA in blocks at 6.8 per game. Um, obviously, that's largely in part to Whiteside, Uh, so they definitely protect that rim, and uh, I'm looking at the Spurs to also eke out the win. You look at uh, what Miami's doing at home, 113 points per game. San Antonio just lights it up at least through three games on the road, 123. I think it's going to come down to um, one of those, I guess, obviously and very often shootouts in the NBA we're seeing this season, but... You know, the Spurs also, uh, although they're printing up numbers, at least in the last few games, they've been cranking up the defense. It's been noticeable. They've held a – I forget, who did they hold under 100 points, Jim, recently? It was like 99. Phoenix, uh, Phoenix, Yeah, they had Phoenix, uh, like
1: 90, I believe it was. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. So you're starting to see the signs of uh, at least some Spurs defense coming back. Uh, I think the Spurs will get this – win tonight and um, get another W on the uh, win column. Uh, Jim and I, we are done talking. We want to hear what you have to say. What are you thinking about LaMarcus Aldridge's mid-range game? Is that worrying you or you're kind of like on our boat saying, yeah, it'll come to him? Or uh, what are your thoughts about the Miami game tonight? Uh, you can email me at garcia 74 at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpursZone. Uh Jim, as always, how can they follow you on social media?
1: Well, uh, as you mentioned, Spurs Zone is where my weekly column appears. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on Twitter, uh, they can uh, hit me up at, at Jim Lefko.
0: Yeah, follow Jim Lefko. Uh, he has all the knowledge you need to know about the silver and black. And please go read his article at the Spurs Zone. It's really, really good. And it will put a smile on your face to see this team. Succeeding so well, doing so great on the court in the uh, early stages of this new season. But for Jim Lefko, I am Jeff
1: Garcia, and we're going to put a lot on this episode of Locked On Spurs.